Hello and welcome to Minnesota Swine and You podcast series, a University of Minnesota Extension swine program. Today's podcast is a research update on sow mortality in Midwestern USA pig production, reasons for removal, and factors associated with increased mortality. My name is Sarah Sheik Belke, your host, and I'm a swine extension educator with the University of Minnesota. Joining me today is Mariana Kikuchi, who is a researcher in the Department of Veterinary Population Medicine. To get us started today, Mariana, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, including who you worked with on this research project? Yeah, so first, thank you for having me here, Sarah. Uh, as you said, uh, my name is Mariana. I have been working as an epidemiologist uh, for swine diseases since 2018, more or less. Uh, and then for this project, I was working with uh, our research group in the MSHIMS program, uh, mostly with uh, Dr. Cesar Corso, but we also worked with other uh, researchers, such as um, jo Dr. John Dean, uh, Dr. Juan Carlos Pinilla, and uh, Dr. Very good. Thank you. And I know I mentioned, you know, the, the research topic that we'll be talking about today, but can you explain a little bit more about the research that you'll be sharing with us today? Yeah, so the project that we're going to be discussing today is regarding uh, our work on assessing what factors are associated with some mortality uh, here in the U.S. particularly. Yeah, and I know in the past few years, um, sow mortality is is kind of, I don't know if you want to say like a hot topic in the pork industry, is that something that um, farms have struggled with? So it, it's great that you and your colleagues are, are working on this. And I also know that there's other um, universities that are also looking at sow mortality as well. So thank you for your work in this area. I'm just going to add that uh, we are trying to look at mortality in a kind of different perspective, right? So most of the, the work that has been done is usually looking at uh, removal records and in a short period of time. So we are trying to look at this several different ways. So I'm excited to share this work with you. Before we get too far, um, I want to make sure that our funding source is recognized because um, as those of us involved in research, we know that it can't be possible without our, our funding source to help fund the research. So can you share um, what was the funding source for this project? Yeah, so the funding source for this project was mostly PIC, so Peak Improvement Company in North America. And then uh, it was also secondarily sponsored by SHIC, uh, Fine Health Information Center, through the um, funding that they provide through MSHU. Right. Thank you for, for recognizing those funding sources. So are you able to provide us with a brief introduction to this research, explaining why it was a valuable project to do? Yeah. So as you said, uh, some mortality has been a growing concern in the industry for the past few decades. Um, and then we wanted to look and the mortality data, but trying to look at environmental, farm level, or individual um, level that are um, factors that are associated with some mortality. 
So we were both looking at the weekly percentage of foul death, um, but we were also trying to look at the individual risk of a sow dying for whatever reason throughout their lifetime, right? So we were both looking at number of sows that died, but also what was the risk factor for the sow itself um, to have a higher risk of dying. And as we know in the industry, there can be a long list of reasons <laughs> as to um, the reasons for sow mortality. So can you um, briefly explain to us, how did you go about completing this research project? So uh, the main data set that we used for this was mortality records for over a decade. So from 20, uh, 2009 to 2018 in four feral-to-wing farms uh, in one um, particular region, the Midwestern US. Um, so we looked at this huge amount of time uh, and then we described this house that according to uh, which month they occurred more, more often, how many days from less service, how many days from less feral, how uh, was it, um, the priority of the animal at removal. And we also looked a little bit at reasons for removal as well. Um, but I think what's more, what's different about this work is that we try to model the number of cows deaths per week uh, according to the different potential uh, associated factors, right? Whether that was environmental or anything related to the farm itself. And again, we also modeled the cows individual risk of dying according to the different uh, factors. So those are the two kind of different things that we did in this uh, study in terms of methods. Thank you for explaining that. So um, if I understood correctly, basically you looked at the the records that the farm had. Was that correct? Yeah. So we looked at the records to identify which sow died and how and the reason that they died and whatever information that the sow had at the time, uh, like parity. Um, but then we used the total inventory um, to try to estimate what was associated with the sow dying or with sow remaining alive for that period, right? As you and I were chatting before we started to record, I mentioned in my position, um, you know, I certify producers in port quality assurance. And one of the things we talk about during that certification is the importance of record keeping, um, including, you know, not only treatment and medication records, but also mortality records. Um, and so, yeah, I often explain, you know, the reason why those are important, because then they can be looked at later um, to help the farm, you know, find trends or reasons for mortalities. So this is a really good example of how those um, those records can be used um, to help with such things. And then I, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself too much, but I, I think the other thing that we wanted to do here is not only use the mortality record. So again, we use the whole inventory to try to um, use that as a data set and see what was associated with the risk of dying. Because again, if we only look at the mortality records, we are losing the information of the ones that went through all of those diseases, for example, but survived, right? So we need to look at the whole inventory instead of just the mortality record. But the quality of the records are really important for, for us to be able to do that. Yes, you are correct. 
So thank you for further explaining that. And again, getting back to um, the producers that that and you know the workers that keep these records in barns, like you mentioned, the quality of those records is very important as an example of your research project. Now that you shared with us, you know, how you went about doing this, this research, can you share what were the results of this study? Yeah, so we found that uh, most of the deaths occurred around uh, 116 days from the last service or 26 days postpartum. So usually most of the reported deaths are going to be in the peripartum phase, right? Um, most of the deaths recorded, um, the cells are parity one or two uh, at most. And then we found also that the overall reason for death um, was locomotion and reproduction reasons. Right? So both of those together comprise about 50% of the reasons for uh, removal due to death. And then this is, again, just describing the mortality records, but looking at the risk for a higher weekly number of cells deaths, for, for example, we found that um, a higher number of deaths was associated with spring compared to winter, meaning that most of the deaths are occurring into more likely into spring. Um, this could be potentially associated with, with um, heat, right? Uh, because it's farmed, especially in the Midwest, is coming from a very harsh winter. So uh, by the time you are able to adjust temperatures in the barns and things like that, the potential risk for death could be higher. And then looking at the individual risk of a cell dying, uh, we saw as well that being exposed to at least one, one first outbreak throughout her lifetime increases their risk of dying, uh, which makes sense, right? If you're exposed to more uh, infectious diseases, you're more likely to die potentially. Um, and then uh, we also found that uh, they had an increased risk of dying if they were housed in groups than in uh, during gestation uh, compared to individual pens. Um, and that could be potentially because of the stress of mixing the animals when they are adults already. So the hierarchy that they have to establish again, so that could potentially be an issue. Um, and then on the other hand, we also found that if, if cells were housed in farms that were filtered, they had a lower risk of dying. And that is potentially because, you know, they're introducing less disease pressure in, in that farm. So that's pretty much a summary of all of the findings that we had. Thank you for giving that summary. So based off of those results that you did share, what conclusions can be made? So I think um, the peripartum remains a very important phase uh, for cell mortality, right? So we saw that most of the deaths occur around that, that phase. So it's a critical phase that we need to pay attention to. And then in general efforts to reduce infectious disease pressure uh, or manage uh, environmental stressors, and also could um, potentially reduce mortality, right? So any of, any of these uh, environmental stressors that we are introducing in the farms, if we can reduce them, we can potentially reduce mortality as well. And so based off of those conclusions that you just shared, what are some important takeaways for your study? Uh, meaning like 
if it's maybe recommendations for um, those working on the farms, or maybe there's other takeaways from those results. I think, you know, the point that we raised with these uh, study shows that we have room to improve in terms of, you know, the stress that we put this, the animals through, or at least uh, the phases that we need to perhaps be a little bit more cautious with. Um, and it is estimated that about three to five parities are necessary for you to get an investment return in an animal. And right now, as we saw, most deaths are occurring up to priority two. So we have, you know, we have some room there that we, we can improve to try to get a better return. But also, you know, uh, as those factors that are mentioned, they usually uh, involve uh, either health management or environmental management, management. We are also improving welfare for those animals. So to wrap up our discussion here about this research project, um, do you have any other comments that you would like to make before we end? Or maybe it's, you know, something you forgot to say earlier, or maybe it's something I forgot to ask you. Well, I think one thing that I would like to raise attention to in the end of this uh, podcast is something that we were discussing earlier, which is actually data completion and information accuracy, right? Uh, those can be really uh, important, particularly because you are using production data that is not necessarily intended for those types of analysis. So people are not necessarily thinking, you know, I'm going to do this specific analysis, so I need to be careful to record my data consistently and the most accurately as possible. They are just trying to, you know, record information that will help them manage production. So we do have a very limited um opportunity there in terms of what can we use from data that was already collected. So if we pay attention to what we're already generating on the, on the day-to-day -day activities um, that could potentially benefit us in the future, I think that would be really important. But then again, the other thing that I think is important is that if we look again only at the death, we're going to lose the information about what the south that leads were exposed to, right? So we need to also be um, do better efforts in terms to monitor and record data on exposure to the other diseases or other potential risk factors, anything that would perhaps help us understand a bit more of what made those cells survive as well, right? And we don't only want to see the death. Um, so for that, I think taking care or paying a lot of attention to data accuracy, but also thinking about collecting data prospectively and thinking, you know, what can you use, potentially use in the future. I think it's really important if you really want to understand what is associated with the sound dying or surviving a certain stress. So I think that's, that's the last thing I would like to, <laughs> to touch on before we finish. Yeah. yeah, I think those are really great reminders. Um, like you mentioned, yeah, on the farm, you know, not always thinking about research. They're, you know, obviously thinking more about production. But again, some of those um, issues that they have with production, um, your research can help answer those questions. And so it goes back to the quality of that data, which in this case would be the, you know, consistency and quality of those records that they keep on farm. So you and your colleagues are able to look at them um, 
from a research standpoint to help answer some of those production questions. Well, I want to thank you, Mariana, for sharing your research on sow mortality in Midwest USA pig production, reasons for removal, and factors associated with increased mortality. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I want to thank those who are listening to the University of Minnesota Swine and You podcast. This has been Sarah Sheik Belke, Swine Extension Educator, along with Mariana Kikuchi, a researcher in the Department of Veterinary Population Medicine. To further connect with the University of Minnesota Swine Extension, please visit the swine-specific web pages on University of Minnesota Extension's website at www.extension.umn.edu backslash swine. And on those pages, you'll find connections to our blog as well as our Facebook page. To further learn about research being done by our swine faculty in veterinary medicine, please visit their Swine in Minnesota blog at www.umnswinenews.com.